Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here today in Italy, giving another uh, update, a uh, 10-day update. And uh, this one went out on the 12th of July. It's today actually the 18th of July. And um, the title of this update was Refresh Time. And that's because we actually had a couple days where we uh, took some time to refresh, to unplug from the, the busyness of, of ministry, and uh, to be refreshed. And so we'll look at what we did and how we did that in, in just a moment. And uh, we'll also see uh, a couple new uh, blog posts that are available. We'll mention that, and that's available on the website. And we'll, uh, we'll do a brief exhortation here, not from a particular Bible verse this time, but this time from a, a great quote from uh, a Puritan from way back in the day. And uh, wonderful, wonderful things we can learn from the Puritans. Uh, so again, I'll, I'll start us off today with that. I'll read, uh, read this quote. Perhaps make a comment or two, and then we'll look at this update, some of the, the, the new things uh, from the, the time of refreshment to uh, a, a new prayer request and some new movement happening within uh, the work of church planning here in Mestre, Italy. Uh, and uh, there's a couple photos on here as well, and I'll probably mention a couple things about that. Not much to say about it, really, just a couple photos, but I'll talk about that just for a moment. Uh, the quote is this, and it comes from Thomas Brooks. And he says this, The true lovers of Christ can never rise high enough in their love to Christ. They count a little love to be no love, great love to be but little, strong love to be but weak, and the highest love to be infinitely below the worth of Christ, the beauty and glory of Christ, the fullness, sweetness, and goodness of Christ. The top of their misery in this life is that they love so little, though they are so much loved. Beautiful, beautiful quote. And I think one of the reasons why I like this particular quote uh, is because it reminds me of the reality that, uh, you know, in life uh, as Christians, we live and we actually can, we can begin to think that we're decent folks, we're good folks. Uh, but the reality is, uh, if we're really moving forward in our walk with Jesus Christ and we're growing closer to Him, leaning on Him more, trusting in Him more, obeying Him more, uh, spending time with Him more, uh, the more that becomes a reality, the more we are close to Jesus Christ, uh, the truth of the matter is, the more we see quite how wretched we really are, how sinful, how disgusting we actually are. Because the closer we get to Him and to His holiness, the more we're exposed for what we're really made of. And uh, we still have this, this wretched flesh that, uh, that, that really hinders us and keeps us from being what we ought to be in Christ. And, uh, and this quote reminds us of that. The true lovers of Christ can never rise high enough in their love to Christ. A real disciple, as time goes on, he realizes he, he still just falls so, so short of, of what he ought to be. Christ is so worthy of our full dedication, our full devotion, our love, uh, our sacrificing for His kingdom, our, our giving to His kingdom, our commitment to Him and to the gospel being proclaimed, our obedience. He's so worthy of that, but yet we realize we just fall so short. Uh, we don't quite really show what a true believer ought to show. And that's a beautiful quote, good reminder of that today, uh, that our, our love still still needs to grow more like 
Christ. That he, I love the last sentence there. The top of their misery, the, the true believers in this life, uh, is that they love so little, though they are so much loved. So it, it very well could be that your love for, for, for God and for others is increasing. But the more you realize the love of Christ and how much He loves you, the more you realize your love is, is almost worthless. It's just still not nearly what it ought to be. You have so much more to go in, in genuine, pure, godly kind of love uh, that you need to express. Wonderful, wonderful quote. And the same is true for, for missions work. Uh, as you go, the more the better you get, the more refined you are, but still you realize you're just not what you ought to be as a missionary. Too. You, you, there's so much more you got to be doing or uh, a better character, uh, doing it uh, with a more joyful spirit, these kinds of things. And, and uh, But praise God for His goodness that He does love us unconditionally. Nothing we ever do or don't do will make Him love us more. God the Father fully loves us, more than we can comprehend. And that's evident in Christ Jesus going to the cross to pay for our sins. So that's our encouragement today. Remember that. Be mindful of that and continue pursuing the man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Pursue him daily. Know him more and more. He is that good. That The closer you get to him, though you be found to be more wretched and more wicked than you could ever imagine, you realize at the same time he loves you more and more than you could ever comprehend. And he's just so good. There's nobody like the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so that's our encouragement. Uh, the update for today in regards to refreshment. Uh, first, we say this from the update that I'm looking. I'm looking at the email that went out. Uh, outreach and evangelism it continues throughout the summer. So we're continuing that. We're sweating like animals out there because it's really hot in Italy. It's really humid. Uh, but we're, we're sacrificing ourselves, praying to God for the strength, eating as much as as best as we can, as healthy as we can, drinking lots of water. Staying nourished, and we're pumping out lots of tracks. We're making new contacts. Uh, Jerry V and the baby are spending the mornings at the parks, uh, meeting up with different different parents that are taking a week or two off here and there, and things like that. Uh, Chichi's making new friends, playing with different babies, uh, and and that's all really really great stuff. Uh, so we are making new contacts. Uh, met with a guy yesterday named um, Renato, which means reborn. Actually, funny name, Renato, and. Uh, he had actually called us a year ago. We talked, had a great conversation, and then uh, he let it sit, and he, a year goes by, and he calls again. And then I, I go to meet him. Uh, he invites me into his house, and we get to talk, and he hears the gospel in its clarity for the first time. And uh, he's believing that, he's trusting in that, uh, but it's totally different than what he's ever heard. Uh, but what he has uh, for a long time known is that he can't trust the Catholic Church. There's so much corruption there. In fact, even uh, there was a funeral in his family. His brother had to pay the priests for the funeral. Uh, make an offering. It's like a mandatory thing. You make an offering. And he told his brother, this was a few years back, he would have been better off just giving that to a poor person. Uh, so he knows very clearly that he doesn't need to trust the Catholic Church, and there's good reasons for that. Uh, and uh, he should be able to have a relationship with God who's omnipresent uh, no matter where he is. He doesn't have to be part of the Catholic Church. But what he hasn't got is the gospel and its clarity. He still thinks it was his salvation, or salvation is by his good works and things like that. Uh, so that's really good. Uh, anyway, he got to hear that, and now I trust that the Lord is working in his heart and in his life, and we'll be seeing each other more and more. So continue to pray for that man too, Renato. Uh, another update here says uh, a small group is continuing to grow little by little, one person at a time. This would be another person, for example, uh, coming into that. And hopefully each of these people now, through their friends, family, contacts, more and more people are being exposed. Uh, also on our, on our list is a, a man named Carlo who we mentioned previously. He, uh, he reached out to us. He's already introduced us to his, uh, to his cousin, Elisa, and then her husband, Cristiano. And uh, they put, took it upon themselves to form a little group, uh, with a little chat group, and uh, where uh, people uh, 
you know, exchanging different things uh, and I'm sharing articles with them or Bible verses or encouragement and they're asking how can they, they have friends whose marriages are falling apart, how can they, uh, what Bible verses can they show them. So something is taking form. Uh, it's vacation time for these people, but we're also planning, we have a date set up where we're all going to get together and, and talk about something from the Bible where I'll be leading them in some kind of Bible study at their house. So movement is happening, and we're really thankful to God for that. Uh, every soul does count in Italy, and uh, and at any time the Lord can form a church, uh, a core group of believers that will become the, the church uh, going forward. Uh, so continue to pray for that as we continue doing lots and lots of outreach here this summer. Distributions, follow-up, visits, all this kind of stuff. Continue to pray for God to bless that, for God to use that, and for him to lead us to the ones he's calling unto salvation right now. Uh, so that's that's our prayer request. Uh, we are grateful, it says here, in, in regards to our time of refreshment, uh, to have been able to take it. We took a two-night missionary retreat at a local campsite in a, what they call a bungalow. It's a little, a little it's actually kind of nice. It's a little house, mini, not a house. It's a little, it's a bungalow. <laughs> I don't do, to me, though, a bungalow is somewhere in like a tropical paradise kind of thing. There's a little mini, mini thing. Uh, there's a bed in it. It's got an air conditioner. It's got a bathroom, own private bathroom. Uh, and then, yeah, you're on a campsite, though. But this one has a pool on it, so it, we go there, and we were able to just unplug that Chi-Chi swim for the first time in his life and go in the pool, do real swimming. Uh, and he really enjoyed that, and he has such a blast. He's courageous. He get up to the edge of it, and he just wants to jump in, even if we're not ready to catch him. But he doesn't know how to swim, so <laughs> he's only two years old. <clears throat> but uh, fantastic time. Two days of that, uh, two nights. Also, it was fun to meet some uh, some people from Denmark, uh, Netherlands. Actually, made some nice little friends there with foreigners who were here to visit Venice. We we said it'll seem strange to you. We actually live only ten minutes from here, but we just come here uh, to unplug from everything and uh, just enjoy the pool because it's cheaper than going to pay to go to a pool or something like that. And here we can spend the night and you know that kind of thing. And they thought it was great. Uh, so we made some little friends there with people from other parts of Europe, which was nice. That was nice. A uh, good reminder of us that the Lord also calls people from, from all the nations. And, and we do our work in Italy, but he's at work all over the world, the Lord uh, saving people and, and building his church. Um, but while we were there during this missionary retreat, we took time to remember this is the same place we stayed at, uh, a couple years ago, or almost two years ago, when we um, moved out of the Friuli region of Italy into the Veneto region of Italy, always in the northeast. And uh, we stayed there while we were praying and seeking, uh, seeking for a place to live out of, an apartment that we could live out of here in the area. And that was no easy task, and we had to really, we did all we could, and ultimately we had to just wait on the Lord. One of the hardest things I believe the Christian is called to do is to wait on the Lord. It's just against our, na- uh, our fleshly nature, the flesh part of us. We just don't like to wait. We want things quickly. We need answers right away. We need to know what to do and how to do it. But there are times when God just does call us to wait, and we had to go through that experience uh, almost two years, almost two years ago, when we came into the area, and uh, after waiting on him a couple of days, literally nothing else we could do, praying, all of a sudden he provided a great place for us here, great proprietors, great neighbors, and that we're really thankful uh, to be staying in the place that we're staying in now. Uh, so we remember that, we remember that, we remember the other lessons he taught us uh, while we were here during that season, and uh, and then we also. Um, took time to pray for each other and for the ministry and just be refreshed. Uh, so that's, that's a really great great time of refreshment for us. And uh, there is a photo in the update if you get a chance to go to the website practicalmissions.org and you look at the 10-day update section. There's a photo of the three of us by the poolside, Chi-Chi in his little swimming trunks, eating potato chips with us. Uh, we're sitting at the chairs and we're in the pool, out of the pool kind of thing. Uh, it was fantastic, though. We hope to do that again sometime. Um, what else? We also enjoyed some refreshment because the 4th of July came and went now. Uh, and I realized I have not celebrated the 4th of July since 2006, 
2006. Uh, it's been 12 years since I've in, uh, celebrated with family or friends back in the U.S. the 4th of July. I've been out of the country that long. and uh, But we decided this year we're going to buy some hamburgers, Italian hamburgers. We, we made our own hamburgers, uh, cooked them on a little electric kind of grill thing because we don't have an actual grill. And uh, then we... Yeah, we made a, I think we had potato chips, yeah, and we drank Coca-Cola. And if you know me, I'm kind of health conscious. I don't drink Coca-Cola. I don't, if I do, it's just a sip or two. Uh, but we got a Coke and we went wild, lived it up, and uh, remembered the 4th of July, remembered uh, America uh, and the many blessings that uh, have come to us from America and uh, and all our good friends and family back in America. Uh, so that was a wonderful time too. But 12 years, long time. You know, I wonder when the next time will be when I'm back in the States with family and friends for the 4th of July. Don't know, but... Uh, Maybe, maybe someday. Uh, the prayer request here is uh, simply this. Uh, this was uh, something actually from Jerry V. Yep. Please join Jerry V in prayer for the local kids and their parents. Uh, it troubles her to see the lack of discipline toward the little ones, but she is reminded that the parents truly are lost and they do not have life in Christ. Uh, so pray for open doors for her to evangelize and that God enable her to speak the right words. Uh, the neighbors are great. The people are great. But it is definitely true. Parenting, child raising for an unbeliever is drastically different from, from a believer uh, because they have a totally different understanding or we as believers have a much more profound understanding of, of what is in a child, uh, the, the sin nature of, of, a, of any person who is not yet born of the Spirit of God and, uh, and the consequences and how that uh, comes out in a baby and, and how you deal with that naturally. And uh, so it troubled her just to see their very lax uh, attitude towards the kids when Chi-Chi's uh, learning how to be well-behaved, to share these kinds of things. And they're just pushing around a little bit and rough, and they're not really trying to correct or help with the, with the matter with the other kids and, and that kind of thing. But it was a reminder for her and for us that, well, the reason you're among them is to be salt and light and also to proclaim the good news and, and see perhaps some of them get saved. Uh, so, so pray for her for that and, and uh, continue to pray for that. Uh, the neighbors, though, are great, and it's been a good time having them here. And, and Chi-Chi's sharing uh, every day. He's with these little neighbor neighbor kids, which is a wonderful thing. And the parents are, are good folks to, for us to, to witness to. Uh, at the same time, now she's at the park, and uh, that's a new thing that we're doing throughout the summer here. And uh, Jeremy's making a lot of friends at the park, and that's good. Continue to pray for that. Pray that the Lord bless that and use her uh, among the, the other children and the babies and, and their parents there and grandparents uh, to see someone get saved. Uh, that would be a wonderful thing. Uh, uh, here's the, the praise report on our update is, uh, says this, Carlo is continuing to meet with us at the moment. He's on vacation with his family. His wife is about to give birth, uh, to their third child, first boy, but the third child, uh, that'll be happening, uh, anytime, anytime in the next week or two. Uh, she's very much pregnant. Uh, but he has introduced us, as I mentioned, to his extended family and, uh, they're hearing the gospel. There's a little group that has formed and, uh, they're setting up the next meeting. They want me to come and share something. They have friends who are going through marriage crises and they're trying to share the Bible with them to help their friends, asking advice and counsel how to do that, pastoral counsel, and uh, by God's grace, I'm giving to them Bible verses and ways that they can, they can talk, making myself available to meet with them as well. Uh, so pray for these things. This is great. Really, really good stuff. And I pray that we see more and more of this kind of thing. Individuals coming to us, brought to us through our evangelism by the Lord, and then uh, their friends and family also uh, coming to us through them and exposed to Jesus Christ, exposed to the gospel and saved. Uh, pray for that.
Uh, so uh, the, the photos we have on here, again, picture of us uh, by the water. That was from the retreat time. And uh, then the Coke and the, and the hamburger, delicious, loved it, fantastic. Two new blog posts that might be of interest to you. You'll find them at practicalmissions.org slash blog. And uh, one is titled, Who is Mary? And this is just a link, basically, a short intro from me about the reality of Mary here in Italy, which is a complex thing. Very, very, it can be dangerous to talk about Mary with uh, with the average Italian, even though they're non-believers, don't have faith in God, don't walk with Jesus, don't read the Bible. They have strong feelings and attachment to Mary. And uh, so it's a very intense thing. But uh, one of the most well-known pastoral theologians here in Italy is a guy named Leonardo de Chirico. Good guy. And uh, he's been... He's even spoken at Ligonier conferences back in the U.S. with Ligonier Ministries. Uh, very bright guy, very good guy, tenderhearted. And uh, he wrote a great article, and it was posted actually by the IMB, Italian Mission, or no, International Mission Board, sorry, not the Italian, International Mission Board, which is part of the Southern Baptist Convention, which our home church out of New York is also part of. And they posted the article, and I just copied the link and put it in, made it available for any of our partners, supporters, you guys who want to know more about what is this whole Mary thing. How did that come to be? What does it mean? How do they practice that? He gives a simple yet clear and profound explanation of that whole dilemma for those who want more answers regarding who is married to the average Catholic person. Uh, so you can check that out on our website at the blog. Another good blog post is uh, it's called A Tender Heart in a Rough World. And uh, great. There's a video link on here to uh, Keith Green. Good, good song. Very, uh, very much touched my heart recently. And because uh, I'm here in the trenches in Italy, and I'm used to the indifference, I'm as if uh, I'm like one of those workers who works in uh, uh, where all the where all the people go to die. Uh, I forget what they call it now; it doesn't come to mind. But there's a place when you're getting old, and it's time to go, and you 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 have a disease, and you're not going to heal. You go and you stay in a certain place, and there's people that specialize in that, and they care for you during your last times of life, and eventually you die, and and they get you through that phase, and help your family to get you through that phase. And uh, missionaries in Italy, often we can be kind of, we're, we're like those people who work in those places. We're so used to spiritual death surrounding us that we can become indifferent to that reality. And so we need to pray to the Lord on a regular basis to keep our heart tender because the world is rough here. The world is rough. And uh, you don't see the kind of fruit you want to instantly. Uh, it's a barren, barren land. And, uh, and so, you, But you, you got to keep your heart tender. You got to have thick skin, be able to endure lots of spiritual abuse and warfare, but you got to not let your heart get hard. You just still have to stay tender-hearted. Weep for the lost. Uh, weep for the, the sins of the lost until they themselves, as, as Spurgeon says, weep on behalf of their own sins and they come to Jesus Christ for forgiveness. Uh, but that's a, that's a tough thing. So it's a wonderful short little article and then a great, great song that you can listen to uh, by, by Keith Green. So check, out, check that out on the, on the PMC blog and, and be blessed by that. Uh, other things to say here, there's a link uh, yep, to the second quarter newsletter. It's also on this podcast. You can hear it where we talk about it. Uh, we're always praying and, and for, for missionaries uh, to become part of what the Lord is doing here with Practical Missions Cohort in Italy. So there's always the opportunities, just throwing it out there every time. Vision trips, internships, short-term missions, long-term missions, church planning, uh, English as a second language, and many other things like these, uh, all different ways that uh, if you feel called and you want to help uh, make an impact for Jesus Christ here in Italy, we have ways for you to be able to do that. Uh, so reach out to us, contact us, or check us out on the website, practicalmissions.org, and uh, we can help you find uh, what might be a good fit for you uh, to help serve uh, the Lord in Italy. 
Another way uh, is the role of administrator. We're still seeking for who that person is, who that person might be that can fulfill that role of administrator here in Italy to help with logistical things, to help uh, coordination of things and, and getting new missionaries set up and established and uh, keeping things running smoothly. Uh, so a great, great position, a great opportunity for whoever might be uh, able, who's an organized kind of person willing to, willing to do that and play that role. All the information is available also uh, at practicalmissions.org. Uh, you can see a list of what that means, what that requires, and determine whether you think you can do that or not. And then we can talk about it. And you would have to apply, get accepted, and all that. But we're just letting you know the opportunity is uh, available. Uh, lastly, I'll close out with this. Uh, just a reminder from PMC. Uh, we are, what are we? We are a cohort. Uh, and I like, I like that we're a cohort because uh, there's cohort is kind of becoming a popular thing in ministries now. There's all kinds of different cohorts. But of all the people who can use the word cohort, I think we have it best because it's actually... In the Bible, it was an Italian cohort that we read about in Acts of the Apostles. Uh, it's an Italian thing, the cohort, and uh, with the Roman Empire. And we are in Italy. So if anyone deserves the right to use the word cohort in their ministry, I believe it's us. And uh, we are that. We are a cohort uh, existing for the single task of edifying or planting new church bodies in Italy where they currently don't exist. And as much as you're a part of this ministry through giving and through prayer, you also are part of this cohort and making a difference here in the land of Italy, reaching more Italian people all to the glory of God. So thank you for being a part of it, and uh, God bless you. Until the next time, ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.